Hello, everybody, and welcome or welcome back to turn to page 22. Return to the Carnival of Horrors. <laughs> welcome back, not only to the podcast, but to yeah. the Carnival of Horrors. For those of you who'd tuned in since the very first episode, we may see the return of some fan favorites, such as you, narrator. <laughs> yeah. And so on. And and various other character, perhaps. Exactly. I do wonder, do, like, should we place our bets now, like, on side characters? Do we think that there's mm -hmm. going to be a large return? Do you think that our friends are going to return? Because, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, Patty and Brad from the first yeah. story, right? The two friends that we broke into this carnival with. We did manage to escape with our lives in our own yes. canon ending. Yes. But, like, what ending is this going to be taking off of? Is this going to start with the ending where... <laughs> they were know, decapitated? Exactly. Because I got to say, for those of you listening entirely in an audio format, uh, the cover of this book does have what appears to be a bunch of kid ghosts riding a roller coaster how is that you, us how wait how can you tell they're children must uh, i no, might no, ask okay. look at look at the guy on the left in the second carriage he's oh. wearing a baseball cap oh well <laughs> that's what kids do well but what about people in uh you know major league baseball are they all kids? He doesn't look like he's in Major League Baseball. Look at those arms. Oh. That guy's never sending anything out of the park. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Well, he goes home with a clean jersey after every practice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a bench warmer. Uh, but hey. Speaking of the cover, though. Yeah. Uh, do you want to tell us anything about the perspective of this world? Because it Ooh. might be the wackiest we have so far. It may be. I guess... Oh, wait. Hold on. Yeah, but it's hard to tell because, you know, maybe we're just moving really, really fast. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. Yeah. It, it is definitely very fisheye. It's a bunch of ghosts on a roller coaster. Uh, there's, like, lots of loop-de-loops in the background, more than probably, you know, Velocity could handle. I just can't imagine you could go through but, two of those like, in a row. But Now, okay. Rito, are we certain those are loop-de-loops? And oh. the, it's not just the warts perspective. Yeah. Maybe they're, and they're normal just to normal. Completely flat cart ride, just a train. Yeah, could could be the normal the normals. Oh, loop the loops. I okay. Is that coming back? I remember in the first book they called them loop the loops. Uh, I remember that. They did. The, the, oh. The, oh, it's all coming back to me now. There was the whole town of like. Yeah. Like misfit vampire slash cowboys who were all cheering from the sides. I I can barely remember that part of the story. I hope they don't quiz us on it. Yeah, no. It's not like Goosebumps to quiz you on earlier. Goosebumps novels, right? Absolutely not. Though I I don't know. I'm ready to get on in. Let's uh you wanna take us to the beware and perhaps we'll find out. Let us beware. <laughs> don't read this book from beginning to end! It's back, and it wants you. Your aunt and uncle have a surprise. They're taking you to a carnival. But once you get there, you realize it's the Carnival of Horrors. No! Fair play, says Big Al, the evil carnival manager. You have till midnight to find the ride that will get you out. Or you can try to beat Big Al at his own games. So choose. 
fight Squid and ride the roller ghoster, or test your game skills at the most sinister arcade ever. One thing's for sure, you'd better hurry. You're in control of this scary adventure, and you decide what will happen. So choose fight Squid and ride the roller ghoster. Or what that means? Test mean? your game skills at the most sinister arcade ever. Fight Squid, fight Squid and ride fight roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, you become a uh, a combat orientated cephalopod. You fight become the squid. fight squid. <laughs> I want It's my new superhero alias. <laughs> fight Squid. Have no fear. As long as you're near water, it's Fight Squid. Uh, all right. Well, I am, uh, I guess I'm already like torn about where we go because first of all, Big Al, I remember Absolutely. Big Al, but also is that implying like it's the carnival game section? We didn't do that section. That's the one we, we expressly did not do. We didn't, but what if a couple of the old characters turn up in it anyhow? Oh, mayhaps, mayhaps. Let's go to page one and, uh, we're starting off strong. We are indeed. Ah! You scream. You sit straight up in bed. The room is pitch black and your heart pounds in terror. You take a shaky breath. It was only a bad dream, you tell yourself. The bad dream you always have about the carnival of horrors. The terrifying carnival came to your town last summer, but instead of taking the usual rides and playing the same hokey games, you had to fight for your life, and somehow you escaped. You sigh and lie back down. Your eyes begin to adjust to the darkness. Hey, wait. This isn't your room? Turn to page two. <laughs> Already? Wow. This is the carnival of horrors. <laughs> <laughs> Big Al cooks you breakfast downstairs. <laughs> oh. You open your mouth to scream again. Then you realize where you are. You're in your bedroom on your... You're in your bedroom on your aunt and uncle's farm. They invited you and a friend for a visit. You, your door opens and your friend Patty steps in the room. Woo, returning champion Patty. You woke me up. She complains. I don't know which is worse. You're that dopey, noisy rooster. I do remember she's a gamer. That's all I remember about Patty. I remember she's cool. <laughs> she's cool and a gamer. And she was confident. Uh, she peers at your sweaty face and the rumpled sheets on your bed. Dreaming about the Carnival of Horrors again? You nod. Patty was trapped at the carnival with you. You guys are awake? Your cousin Floyd oh. pokes his head in your room. Amazing! You're never up this early. Floyd is a year younger than you and Patty, but he towers over you both. He's really skinny and wears thick glasses. He's a computer whiz, but also a total klutz. Oh, do you want, do you want to help me milk the cows? He asks. Poor cows. Floyd will probably trip and knock them over. We have to get dressed. Sorry. Did, so did Brad go to prison or something? Is <laughs> He got recast? <laughs> Brad, Brad was recast. I think uh, it, yeah. as Floyd, we're all just pretending it's the same person. Yeah, we'll have to see. You tell him, uh, we have to address you, tell him, you sniff the air. Mmm, pancakes. And eat. Good morning! 
Aunt Elle greets you when you get downstairs. She brings a platter of pancakes to the table. We have a big surprise for you, kids! She announces. Find out whatever could it be on page three. <gasps> a surprise? Patty says. Is there a new movie? You ask. The local theater has only one dinky screen. It's been showing the same gooey love story for weeks. Better than that, Aunt Elle says. A carnival has come to town. A carnival? You choke on your pancakes. <coughs> you, you, guys, you guys can go without me. I think I'm uh, coming down with whooping cough. <coughs> you cough a few times, but they're not buying it. Nonsense, Uncle Steve declares. You don't want to miss a treat like this. But you do want to miss it. After the carnival horrors, you never want to see another carnival again. You turn to Patty for help. No luck. Great. She cheers. Can we go tonight? Patty? You give her a stunned look. Lighten up. She whispers to you. It won't be that carnival. It'll be fun. You can't argue your way out of it. By evening, you're all in your uncle's pickup truck driving to the carnival. Gotta put up, like, a little bit more of a fight, though. But hey. Like, like, do the adults in this world know that this child was traumatized in a carnival? <laughs> <laughs> like, is this just a known thing? They wake up every night sweating about yeah. thinking about this carnival that they once went to. Last night, too. Ah, he'll be over it. He, oh, he got nearly killed, what, like one year ago at a carnival? <laughs> That's fine. Take him to another carnival. He'll be over it now. One bad carnival doesn't spoil the barrel, okay? <laughs> one bad carnival in our town doesn't spoil the very next one that shows up. <laughs> oh, it has a similar title, actually. <laughs> yeah, what's this? <laughs> Uh, page four. Hop out there, kids. Uncle Steve says. He pulls up to the large, colorful arches that make an entrance to the carnival. We'll park and meet you by the cotton candy stand. You, Floyd, and Patty scramble out of the pickup. You gaze at the huge carnival in front of you. It's bigger than some shopping malls you've seen. A roller coaster towers over the, above the fairgrounds. Giant mechanical dinosaurs swing their heads back and forth over the high surrounding fence. Cool. You murmur in spite of your fear. Come on! Patty cries. She and Floyd charge through the entrance. You follow more slowly, still feeling nervous. Relax, you tell yourself. Carnivals are fun. Remember? Uh, uh <laughs> okay, now we're gaslighting ourselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you step through the entrance. You hear whistles and bleeps coming from the midway. It must be at least three blocks long, lined by booths filled with flashing video games. At first, the blinking lights and blaring music dazzle you. Then you realize the booths look familiar. So does the castle looming ahead of you and the haunted house perched on the hill. Oh, no. We've got to get out of here. You gasp. This is the Carnival of Horrors. It's back. Turn to page five, if you saw this coming. Well, I guess we should go. Get out of here. Floyd repeats. We just walked in. You don't understand. You wail. This is the Carnival of Horrors. It's run by terrible creatures. They try to trap people here forever. Patty glances around 
and you watch the color drain from her face. This is the Carnival of Horrors, she whispers. Oh, we're in big trouble. Floyd glares at you and then at Patty. Quit trying to scare me, he complains. It's not funny. Believe me, this is no joke, you tell him. And if we don't find a way out of here fast, we may wind up as carnival prisoners ourselves. Floyd gazes at you a moment. You can tell he doesn't believe you. Then he shrugs. <sighs> All right, fine. Let's say this is some kind of monster carnival. What do we do now? Maybe they haven't noticed us yet. You say? We could mix in with the crowd on the midway and sneak back out. But last time, we used the rights to escape. Patty argues. If you go to the midway, turn to page 59. If you head for the rides, 122. Hmm. We went for rides last time. We did go for rides last time. So I think, like, you know, if, for instance, let, let me set up a, a scenario for you, Rito. Set up one scenario, please. You are a high security prisoner and you've correct been, how'd you uh, find out held <laughs> and you are currently <laughs> rather being held in alcatraz uh -huh. now you managed to fashion uh finding debris tools random bits of uh, paraphernalia and contraband that you can get smuggled in uh some methodology of wearing against the mortar of the bricks and uh breaking out of the main building of Alcatraz, and then you also find a way to fashion for yourself a ship and and sail away from Alcatraz itself. All right. Do you not think, following this, they might change security at Alcatraz because of that? What I'm saying is, I think the rides don't take us out of the carnival anymore. They knew that that was the featured floor. I think that that is the a- The second Death Star should have that vent closed. I think that is a fair assessment. I also think that we're choosing our, uh, you know, our fork in the road between the two major paths, and I do think that both Absolutely. will have successes, if we're talking metagame oh, strats. <laughs> but also, I'm feeling a little bit vulnerable right now, as you've exposed my entire escape plan. Um, from Arc Ar from Architraz. Still Wait, that's World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. It will still work. It's just, if you do it, no one else will. You close the door behind you. Pull the ladder up. Uh, yeah? Well, I think we should uh, go the midway and hope it's the squidway. I think the rideway is the squidway and the midway is the <gasps> alleyway. Because it oh. said Mr. Al... Mr. Al. Uh, Big Al is the way of the, the games... And it, it didn't say that the squid was the way of the rides, but by deduction of two. With the roller ghoster afterwards? Yeah. I would imagine, I... depending... If you want Big Al, I would assume it's Midway. If you want Squidway, it's Rideway. All right, Rita, where are we going? Oh, boy. I'm fine with either. Midway. Midway. Forget the rides! You tell Patty. Let's get lost in the crowd in the midway and sneak out now. Patty and Floyd nod in agreement. Darting through the crowd, you hear the whoosh of the rides and binks and bloops of the midway games. 
Why don't you hear happy yells from the kids or laughter from the parents? You peer at the people around you. They all wear strange clothes as if they were from another time. They are from different times, you realize. You stare as a girl in a pilgrim outfit strolls by with a man in clanking armor. You shudder as you notice their deathly pale faces. Their dark eyes are blank. They look... Dead. Oh no! You recognize these people from your last visit to the carnival. They're the ghostly inhabitants of the Carnival of Horrors! A big man in a bright checkered jacket suddenly blocks your way. His coal black eyes glitter over a large drooping moustache. You gasp in horror. It's Big Al, the manager of the carnival. Your enemy? Welcome back! He... <laughs> cackles i kind of like i guess i don't remember him being particularly our villain just more of like well, uh but like he certainly is not on our side i guess he i think he was the bearer of the news like hey we're gonna trap you here like that's our thing yeah <laughs> which to so me I, I, makes him feel yeah. like a more friendly version than any of the other goons who are complicit. But, you know, <laughs> like, he at least was like, hey, but just to let not, you know. Is he not the person instructing those goons? Is he? I mean, see, I didn't get the understanding that he was in the past, but I guess they have given us the clarity now that he is indeed the manager hmm. at this, at yeah, this juncture. Because I didn't remember him being the manager last time, but I guess that's the, hey. Yeah, previously I felt like, you know, Frankenfurter and a couple of the other... Uh, Frankenfurter, Frankenstone, <laughs> and a couple of the other characters that were in the book were supposed to be also, you know, kind of like heads of the carnival. But then also I do remember that most of them turned out to be illusions or robots. That's or, true. You smoke oh, some mirrors. Oh, that's right. And then Big Al was at the door at the... Yes. Yes. Mm. I hate him. All my friends hate Big Al. Uh, page 85. I bet you thought you were smart hiding on that farm. Big Al growls. But we dragged you down. Now you and your friends have a second chance to visit with us. Forever. You stare at Big Al. You're too terrified to respond. You remember the rules, don't you? He gives you a mean smile. You have until midnight to win your freedom. If you win three games or more, you get to challenge me in the grand finale. What happens if we lose a game? Patty asks. If you lose any games... <laughs> Big Al laughs. Well, if you survive losing, you'll enjoy eternity as one of us. Uh-oh. Turn to page 99. Before you can answer him, Big Al vanishes in a puff of smoke. This is for real. Floyd gulps. What are we going to do? Start playing games. Patty cries. We only have until midnight. But which games? You demand. You gaze around. The booths nearest to you have old-fashioned games like a ring toss and a mechanical claw. Uh, forget about the ring toss. You tell your friends. Those games are always rigged. You step up to the mechanical claw game. A big plastic claw dangles over a heap of tiny toy people. Yes, those aren't rigged at all. 
You recognize this game. If you can fish one of those toy people out with a claw, you get to keep it as your prize. Those toys... Patty marvels. They look so, so real. You shake your head. Mm, we shouldn't try this one either. No one ever wins this game. Maybe someone here could tell us what to do? Floyd suggests, waving a hand at the weird, pale carnival people. Start playing games on page 54 or ask for advice on 114. Now, if I recall, the weird pale carnival people, those who are trapped here, previously yes. gave us the warning that was required for us to even escape in the first place. It's true. They, they're still on our side. I think we should ask for advice. They've, tr they've seen this trap before. Uh, exactly. Uh, and if there's one thing I know about Goosebumps is that it loves consistency. So let's go to 114. Mm, let's do it. I think we need help. You say. You search the midway for a friendly face, but all you see are blank eyes and pale, waxy skin. A man wearing cowboy clothes bumps into you. Yeehaw! And his wide-brimmed hat falls to the ground. Excuse me. You stammer as you pick up his hat and hand it to him. C could you tell? Mighty chilly for this time of year. The man cuts in. His eyes seem to stare right through you. For October? You ask, surprised. Pickle my grits, it's August. The man insists. <laughs> What's with this cowboy, you wonder? He seems to be a few acres short of a ranch. You clear your throat. <clears throat> I, I'm sorry, mister, but it really is October. I know what day it is. The man snaps. I've been looking forward to today for weeks. I circled it on my calendar. The day the carnival comes to town, August 3rd, 1872. You hear Patty and Floyd gasp behind you. <sighs> what year did you say? You sputter. It's 1872, youngin. Don't you know anything? You stare at the cowboy. Has he really been a prisoner of the Carnival of Horrors for more than a hundred years? Go to page 34. You jump when a hand lands on your shoulder. Don't waste your time talking to Clem. He's stuck back in the last century. You gaze at the man who's speaking. With his odd hat and overcoat, he looks like he stepped out of an old black and white gangster movie. My name's Ernie. The man introduces himself. I've been trapped here for 50 years, but this carnival's been catching people for centuries. Ernie glances around. We all took Big Al's challenge, he tells you. And we all lost. But there's a legend among us countable prisoners. Ernie lowers his voice. If someone escapes the carnival twice, we'll all get to go free. <laughs> How do they know? He stares at you and Patty, a fierce light shining in his dark eyes. You escaped from Big Al once. Could you do it again? We're sure trying. Patty replies. Ernie nods. Good. We'll do what we can to help you. I'll spread the word. This is great news, isn't it? Uh, so, okay. <laughs> it's extraordinarily rare. We never heard of anyone escaping from the carnival. But if it happens yep. twice, we're all yep. free. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you trust Ernie and his carnival pals. It's impossible. It can't be done. But now, the second time it happens, though. <laughs> That's so good. I look. I might just be in a trusting mood, but this I... odd hat overcoat man seems nice. I like him. Sure, maybe 70. this is a prophecy. You take a deep breath. Maybe the carnival people aren't the most trustworthy folks in the world, but they might be able to help you escape the carnival of horrors, so it's worth a shot. Okay. You whisper. We'll trust you, right guys? Patty and Floyd both nod. Ernie clasps his hands. Wonderful. He gushes. We need you to get us out of here. Patty admits. Uh, we need you if we're ever going to be free. Ernie grabs your hand and clutches it hard. Oh, it's been so long since any of us have had hope. Ah, uh, fine, fine. You mumble, wrestling your hand away. This guy has some grip. Now, what can you do to help us? Find out on page 30. Ernie glances around. He motions for you to step closer. We can give you hints, warn you away from the really dangerous carnival games. He explains in a low voice. Some of them are rigged. Total fakes. Others are so hard to play you might die trying. As you probably noticed, losing a game here means disaster. <laughs> no kidding. You murmur. We'll try to keep you safe. Ernie finishes. You frown. You're really disappointed. Is that all you can offer? You complain. I figured you could give us hints on how to win or... Or rewire the... Sorry. <laughs> or rewire the controls. Lloyd pipes up. Or show us the exit! Patty cries. Ernie holds up a hand. Hold on. He exclaims. We can't be too obvious. If Big Al even suspects we're trying to help you. He breaks off and shudders. You glance at Floyd and Patty, raising your eyebrows. They just shrug. We'll be rooting for you. Ernie adds. Well, those of us who can still think straight anyway. Go on to page 12. Ah, they're filling in the plot hole of why some are nice and mm -hmm. some are not. Uh -huh. I see, I see, I see. I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. This is going to be tough, you think. How will we know who to trust and who... Before you can finish your sentence, Ernie stomps away from you. Quit bothering me, you little brats. <laughs> You're my only hope for getting out of here. Stop bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, he yells. <laughs> you sputter. What's with this guy? One second he's offering you help, the next he's treating you like an enemy. Talk about moody. Then you spot a big hulking shape in the crowd. It's Big Al. We're wasting time. The carnival manager roars at you. You're supposed to be playing our games, not annoying our other, uh, guests. You get the message. You glance down at the two nearest booths. One is a sign blinking, lucky day, lucky day, lucky day. The other has a glowing hand that turns into a fist and then an eye. Small lights spell out hand, eye, challenge. Which game, you wonder? Then you remember Ernie. It's time to put his offer to the test. Will he give you a hint? You gaze at Ernie. He stares towards the hand-eye challenge. Then his right eye slowly closes. Is that your hint? Uh, if you take Ernie's advice, 133, 
If you don't trust him, 27. I mean, I will say, spoilers for the first book. One of the big, like, things was, wasn't it the, there's only one right way? Like, was kind of like a big thing, and it was very literal. Wasn't it? Oh. And it was like, right. Oh, I, Am I, I wrong? If if I'm understanding the one you're referring to, it was about the the one way train ride. Mm-hmm. The the only one way is the correct direction. Ah, there's um, only one way. That's right. Never mind. Yeah, but so it was very literal. I, yeah, it was very little. It was very literal. I like speaking of that literality here. Like, I suspect it's possible. What Ernie is kind of telling us is, hey, if you go to the hand eye challenge, you're gonna have to poke out your own eye. Uh, but also thankfully we don't actually have to discern what he means we just have to either take his advice or not oh that's true wait yeah that's true it says if you take his advice 133 if you don't trust him 27 uh i mean he wants to get out of here but also like i don't know i'm i've trusted him before why stop now yeah, exactly. Okay. I look. I I will let him screw me over before. Yes. yes. <laughs> I distrust. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You decide to trust Ernie. You stroll over to the hand eye challenge. Big Al lets out a sinister laugh and then it disappears in a puff of brown smoke. This looks like a good game. You declare. You have good coordination. Maybe this game will be something like juggling. I don't know. Floyd says doubtfully. I never do well at that kind of stuff. That's why we're not asking you to play. Patty tells him, snickering. A pretty young woman sits behind the counter of a booth. A green silk eye patch covers her right eye. She seems almost normal, friendly even. Then the young woman smiles at you, revealing big yellowish-brown fangs, and you jump back, startled. As long as you're jumping, leap to page 26. I will say eye patch, plus one for the mm-hmm. for, for your take. Yep. You bump into Patty and Floyd, who are right behind you. They have no place to go. A huge crowd of the strange carnival people surrounds you at the hand eye challenge booth. You shiver. The carnival people stand watching silently. It gives you the creeps. They seem very interested in the outcome of this game. You almost feel as if they're rooting for you. This is a test of hand-eye coordination, the young woman explains, smiling broadly. Her fangs glisten in the light of the, of the game sign. You try and smile back, which isn't easy. Her breath smells as if she's been eating skunk casserole. These are for you, she says. She holds out two long, thin daggers. Your eyes are widened. Daggers? What sort of test is this, anyway? Find out on page 68. Hmm. What do I need these for? You try and sound confident, but your voice cracks as you ask the question. The woman smiles, revealing her fangs again. This time, you step back to avoid her stanky breath. All you have to do is hold the daggers out at an arm's length and touch one point to the other. She explains. Huh, phew. That seems pretty simple. Of course... The young woman goes on. You have to do it with one eye closed. 
Her hand goes to the scrap of green silk she wears. You can borrow my patch if you'd like. No, thanks. You stammer. No way do you want to see what's under there. I can just close one eye. Okay, now. Take the test. Use long, sharp pencils instead of daggers. <laughs> but why? Oh, man. Hold a pencil in each hand with the point aiming straight up. Stretch your arms out as far as they'll go on either side of you. Close one eye, then bending your elbows, try and touch one pencil point to the other. It's harder than it sounds, so we'll give you three tries. What? I believe this is a, uh, a, a test of whether or not you can account for the loss of depth perception by losing one of your eyes. In the oh, instance. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to pause, I can go and grab the utensils for this unless you have them. I I've got a couple daggers. Yeah. Oh we'll, excellent. Yeah, we'll pause we'll pause. We'll pause. Okay, I got my daggers. Uh so <laughs> logistically How is your hand eye coordination? How is your dexterity? So I'm I'm assuming if I'm understanding this correctly, close one eye. The only way this makes sense is if we hold the, my if I hold my arms out forward, and then tilt, mm. and then tilt them in. I I just <laughs> uh, instructions unclear. Dagger in eyes. Ah, that's the secret solution. I mean, I think I use one of the daggers to poke out an eye. I think I'm doing it. <laughs> I just that sounds I, like a. Points touch go to page 90 as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I, mean, I think I'm doing it, but instructions unclear. Salami and VCR. Uh, page 90. You are lucky! A voice shouts. You win a prize! Someone else in the crowd cries. You smile at the game operator, who only scowls back at you. But before you can say anything, you hear a loud, staticky voice shouting over the crowd. Milk milk the mob parts, and a strange robot pushes through. Its legs seem almost like human limbs, except for that they're made out of metal. But the robot has no arms or head, and its body is a big electric screen. It looks like a walking signboard. What's this? Floyd asks. I am your prize. The robot's voice bleeps. Patty snorts. <laughs> It looks like a giant digital clock, she comments. Can you give me the time? You ask the robot. This thing could make a great talking alarm clock. Preparing! The screen flashes brilliantly several times. Get the message on page 106. A series of numbers appear on the robot's body. They look like this. I mean, you know, it looks like it's got to be an hour, right? Mm. Like a countdown clock of an hour counting down in seconds. I guess why does it start above an hour? Mm. Mm. I don't know. The number on the far right uh, column reels down incredibly quickly. Uh, you stare at the weird numbers trying to make sense of them. Floyd points at the robot screen. <laughs> okay, so those must be the hours. He says, indicating the obvious hours on the left-hand column 
Okay, so the next ones are the minutes. You say catching on. And the ones after that are seconds. Ooh. And then fractions. Fractions is seconds. Excuse me? <laughs> we were so close to being educational. Why did oh, you dip out? Oh, no. Why did, we, why did they dip out at the last fraction of a second? <laughs> uh, Patty lets out a low whistle. That's exact. Yeah, but it doesn't really tell us the time exactly. You argue. You watch the numbers fly by in the seconds column on the display. What kind of clock is this? You ask. Don't waste time. Turn to page 37. Were digital clocks new at the time? <laughs> and scary. Ah! TikTok, you're dead is based off of the scary, scary nature of the digitization of clocks. <laughs> 37. I thought you wanted to know the amount of time you had remaining. The robot responds. You stare at the display of numbers. It's less than an hour to midnight. Patty gulps. Floyd checks his watch. <laughs> That's right. And if we haven't escaped by then? You trail off. What, we have a watch already, though? <laughs> Two ideas come to you. One is to figure out a way to use the robot to help you escape. The other is to forget about these playing these creepy games and go straight to Big Al and challenge him to the grand finale. Why keep wasting time? But you can't decide. You tell Floyd and Patty your ideas. Go for it! Go straight for Big Al! Patty cries. Figures, you think. Patty never seems to be afraid of anything. Your cousin the computer whiz smiles. I mean, I bet I could tap into the robot's memory banks to find a way out. Floyd declares. So which panel you go with? Uh, we'll reroute the robot circuits. Page 18. Battle Big Al 60. We were told that Big Al is at the end of all of the different challenges. He He's won't even modify us until then. Yeah. We don't have and the also, prerequisite stars to open up the Big Al fight. Exactly. We're going to have to glitch through that door, and I just don't know if I have that movement tech settled. Oh, oh, no. No, it looks like we might get in. Oh, it's Battle Big Al then. Hey, it's I me, Big Al. What are you doing in my bathroom? <laughs> Sorry, I backwards long jumped. Cap and did a complete towel wrap around. <laughs> Sorry, I did a BLJ. A it's always a back scratcher. No one has one. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I I think this is the reason they replaced uh our friend. <laughs> this is this is the reason they gave us a computer whiz instead of Brad. Yeah. I also wonder if there's like a canonical ending where Brad's just like gone or he's bad or something in the last one, and they're like, eh, we don't want to have to deal with that. But who knows? Well, turns out Brad is the new big Al, and he turns up in a slightly smaller checkered coat. Okay, so hear me out. B? <gasps> Take the eye, the little dot from the eye, stretch it out, curve it up. Okay. It's a little R. Take <gasps> the A and L. Uh, put it next. That's, that's an A. <sighs> Impossible. Uh, I'm lost. That's it. G? And you take that G... Upside and down. You straighten out the curve on the bottom of that bad boy and simply invert it and across it the horizontal axis. 
you realize that this entire time it's been staring us directly in the face. It's Brattle. <laughs> yeah, right. We've got to deal with the L. The underline. It's the underline. <laughs> it's Brad. <laughs> Underlined. Brad. <laughs> That's how you pronounce it with the underline. Brad. Brad. It's Brad. Brad. <laughs> All right. I wanna... think it's time to reroute these robots. Circuits. Yeah, we got to hack into the mainframe and uh -huh. et cetera, et cetera. Hey, team. Do your stuff, Floyd. You tell your cousin. Floyd pats his pockets, then pulls out a big multi-blade pocket knife. Using the screwdriver attachment, he removes the back of the signboard robot. Warning. Do not tamper with this unit. The robot blares. Can you shut him up? You ask. The voice is so annoying. Floyd yanks a wire, and then the voice cuts off. Hmm. He mutters, fiddling with the robot. You peer in the massive wires. Something's wrong. Patty cries. The clock on the screen's changed. You race around to the front of the robot, and Patty's right. Single digits flash on the screen now. Nine, eight, seven. What did you do, Floyd? You demand. Nothing! Floyd insists. I just cut this wire, which leads to the self-detect... He peers close. <laughs> Wait, does that say self-detect? Oh. Oh, whoops. <laughs> what does it say, Floyd? You ask. Um, well, it says self-destruct. Floyd mumbles. Self-destruct? You stare at Patty, then at the screen. Three, two, one, the end. Kaboom! <laughs> 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 I love that it interrupts its own ending with it. It's like beautiful. That's very good. Also, thanks a lot, Floyd. Nerd. Come on. Yeah, I trusted him to do the one thing. I was like, I mean, look, he's a nerd. He'll be good at the nerdy things. And he immediately disappointed me. Yep. I want Brad back. I want Brad back. So let's go find him at the uh, Big Al ending then. 60. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I also, I, I take umbrage with the fact that we are supposed to just skip the games and go to the boss. I don't like yep. I, 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 All right. Yeah, and the movement tech is the actual strat. They didn't wah, include enough stars to get past that. You set off down the midway, uh, backwards long jumping, searching for Big Al. Should be easy to spot a huge guy in a tacky checkered jacket. But now that you want to find him, there's no trace of the carnival manager. So what can you do? You turn to the robot. He's been clanking along after you and your friends on its mechanical feet. Do you know where we can find Big Al? You ask. The robot makes a piercing, staticky noise. My memory banks do not have that data. It replies. So, who else can we ask? You wonder out loud. You spot a boy around your age lurking in the shadows of the tents. He's wearing knickers, suspenders, and a tweed cap. Judging by the boy's old-fashioned clothes, you know that he's one of the people trapped by Big Al. Maybe he knows where the carnival manager is. So what are you waiting for? Ask the kid on page 132. Hey! You call? Yeah, you! You add as the kid tries to slink deeper into the shadows. You, Patty, and Floyd dash over to him. 
Oh, shucks, mister, you're going to get me in trouble. The kid whines. We want to see Big Al. You say. I'm tired of playing against the clock. We want to go straight to the grand finale. The boy looks shocked and a little bit scared. Are you sure that's a good idea, sir? <laughs> he squeaks. Big Al always cheats, you know? I'd rather go up against the main guy himself. You declare. It beats getting zapped in one of these crazy little games. Even you are surprised by how confident you sound, because inside you're shaking harder than a bowl of jelly on a bicycle. Jiggle on over to page 38. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's quite evocative for a Goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, it's good. So are you going to bring us to Big Al? You demand. The kid seems lost in thought. Finally, he nods. Okay. I'll help you find Big Al, but, but I'd like a favor first, mister. Can we all take a photo of us together to remember the good times? <laughs> Will you even show up in a photo? Cousin Floyd inquires. I am not a vampire! The boy snaps. I'm a little British ghoul. <laughs> Floyd shrugs. Sorry. He mumbles. What do you want with the picture? You ask. It's for good luck, innit? <laughs> the kid replies. <laughs> and this way, if things don't work out, I'll have something to remember you, boy. Great, you think? A ghoul with a scrapbook. Alright, so where can we have our picture taken? Don't you have a camera, mister? The boy demands. If you want <gasps> a camera along the way, turn to page 11. If you need a camera, turn to page 15. Well, it does seem I... like going to 15 may bring us to the place where we gain the camera. Perhaps. I, I, I hope so. I, I do hope. hope so. I Our robot friend is not fully featured enough to also be speak and spell self-destruct alarm clock and a camera we're a couple of years before that point it's true it's true it's true it's true we don't have cell phones yet uh sorry we don't have our motorola razor flip phones with us <laughs> you explain oh well then mister you're gonna need a camera the pale-faced boy insists he points you to some game booths nearby one of those games always gives away cameras as a prize. You just have to keep playing until you win one of them. But You try and argue. The kid tugs on the brim of his cap and then looks around. Then he gives you a fierce look. The look of someone who's telling you something he shouldn't. You need a camera if you're going to beat Big Al, innit? <laughs> he whispers. Remember that. Now scoot out of here! You heard the kids scoot out of here on to page 54. The sooner we start playing, the sooner we'll be out of here. You declare. All the sooner we're doomed. Ugh. Floyd moans. You wish he hadn't said that. A nearby booth lets out a piercing squawk. Let's check out that one. You decide quickly. You, Floyd, and Patty scurry over to the booth. It has an enormous computer screen hanging across the back wall. What's that game? Patty asks. See for yourself. The man behind the counter replies. He almost looks normal, except for the brownish smoke coming out of his ears. The screen flashes and a sign appears. Let her go. Beat the maze by finding the message. You're pretty good at mazes and word puzzles. I think I'll try this one. You tell Patty and Floyd. Step right up and let her rip on page 108. Is it actually a... 
Oh, it's like a little bit of a little thing, I think. It's a little mm. bit, it's a little game. You step in front of the screen. Is the kid a winner? The game operator shouts. Watch and see. People gather behind you to watch you play. Colored lights appear on the screen and spin around. Whoa, they're making you dizzy. You clutch the counter. The screen gets foggy. It clears into a maze of letters. The shortest message is the quickest way out. Find it starting now. Okay, so it's a maze. It's a maze that has uh, just like a bunch of letters in it, almost like kind of like a crossword, but it looks like, I guess you do it from the exit and then you try and, mm. so like, for example, Al beat ya baby. I'll <laughs> beat ya, baby. That's what, that's one yeah, of the, that's the, the that's the dead end. I'll I'll beat ya, baby. There's uh you want to take uh, one? There's any year is a number which is the uh path from the opening to 2. Any year is a number. And there's the other one that's an easy way out is good. It is true an easy way out is good, but an easy way out is good is eight. Oh, hang on. Let's see if there's any, uh, is there another one? Doing bad is, <laughs> is one of the dead ends. That's good. An easy way out is going bad. Is going... Bwah! Ha! Going bwah! Yeah. Is going go away. Is... An easy way out is goofy. <laughs> I like that one. Yep. Yep. I think. What? So what is it, right? An easy way out is good is one of our phrases that works. And any year is a number. So an easy way out is good is 18 letters. Uh, and any year seven is nine a 10 number 6 16 so the path to 2 is the shortest on page 22 oh and that's also the book this is so yaha yaha huh? number 2 is the shorter message you answer but it doesn't make any sense you read the message out loud any year is a number you turn to patty and floyd what does that mean? Floyd raises his eyebrow and shrugs. Who cares what it means? Patty responds. As long as it's the right answer. It's right, all right. The man behind the counter grumbles. More smoke gushes out of his ears. The screen always gives good advice. He adds. He vanishes behind the booth's back curtain. Well, that's one game we've won. You declare. Let's keep going. Hey, Floyd exclaims. You won the game. Don't you get a prize? Good thinking, you say. Maybe the prize will be useful. You dash back to the booth to claim your prize. But the glittering lights at the computer screen, the man with the smoking ears, they're all gone. An entirely different booth stands in its place. Scratch your <laughs> head and goes to six and go to 61. Where did Patty cries in surprise. 
Help! Cousin Floyd sputters. Easy, you reply. This is the carnival of horrors, where anything can happen and usually does. You cautiously approach the new booth. Instead of flashing lights, there are just a couple of dim, dirty bulbs in each corner. Behind the counter stands a fat, bald man selling hot dogs. Hey! You call. What happened to the booth that was just here? This is the booth that was just here. The man declares. His eyes dart around as if he's afraid something might sneak up on him. What about let her go? Floyd asks. The hot dog man stares at him. Let who go? That's the name of the game that was just here? You insist. The message maze. And I won? Don't I get a prize? Turn to page 28. The hot dog man looks surprised. You actually won? He whispers. Yes, he won! Patty insists. And we're witnesses! <laughs> so, where's his prize? Floyd demands. The hot dog man glances around. Then he swings up part of his counter on a hinge. Makes an opening large enough for you to squeeze through. You'll have to come back here, he explains. You step through, but he slams the counter down before Patty and Floyd can follow. Just you, the hot dog man barks. We gotta let the crowds through against the rules. Wait for me here, you instruct Patty and Floyd. The hot dog man leads you to the back of the booth. He pulls aside a canvas tent flap. Charlie, the letter go operator is back there, he tells you. You peer through the opening. It's pitch black on the other side. I can't see, you complain. The hot dogman hands you an old-fashioned lantern. Here, he grunts. Are you going or not? To claim your prize from Charlie, turn to 129. If you don't want to go in the dark tent, 82. We need a camera. We need a camera is by taking the lantern, is that us claiming our prize? I don't think that's claiming our prize. But, okay. Wait. Hang on. Where's his prize? Yeah, this could be our... You, ah. mm, okay, I like the interpretation that this is our prize and that all he's telling us additionally is, yeah, Charlie the Letter Go Operator's back there if you wanted to, but, like, here's the... Here, have a lamp. Yeah. But it is a long while since lanterns are no longer a necessary part of photography. I'm just wondering whether or not we have enough space for there to also be an encounter with someone who would also manage to give us a camera past this point. I I want to I I want I want to waddle into the trap. Uh yeah. One twenty nine? Let's go to 129. Let's do it. Holding the lantern in front of you, you squeeze through the flap. You find yourself in another tent. Piles of hot dogs and mounds of buns lie on the ground. This must be some kind of storeroom for the hot dog booth. You guess. Yuck. You mutter. Mom thinks I'm messy. <laughs> Good one. You hold your lantern higher, peering into the corners of the tent. No Charlie and no prizes. 
As you pass a pile of hot dogs, you step on one. <laughs> it cries. Then like a giant caterpillar, it crawls away from you. Turn to page 101. Whoa! You gasp. You're so astonished, you drop the lantern. Then you bend over, staring at the runaway hot dog. Ouch! You cry. You feel a sharp pain just below the hem of your shorts. You peer down. On the end of a hot... The one end of a hot dog sticks to your leg. Its body waves wildly, and you reach down and yank it off. It leaves a bite mark the size of a dime on your leg. <laughs> holding... Holding up the attack wiener, you see that it has a little mouth and hundreds of little teeth. The mouth opens. It does... Wait, the mouth opens. It doesn't say... Whoop. It says... Oh. Turn to page 83. I was unprepared for the, the hyphenated single word attack we know. <laughs> I can't. I've never. I've never. I've never. I've never. I will never. This is how I would want to go out. Yeah. Look. You whirl around at the sound. The whole mound of hot dogs is moving now, and they're all squirming towards you. Your heart pounds with panic as you watch hundreds of tiny mouths, tiny attack wieners flashing with tiny teeth. <laughs> they squeak. Oh, they sound hungry. Where's the tent flap? You cry. You scratch and tear at the canvas with both hands, but you can't find an opening. It seems to be a solid wall now. Sharp teeth nip at your shins. You hop around in pain, stumbling over more hot dogs. You crash to the ground. Hungry hot dogs swarm all over you. Try and swat them away, but it's no use. There's too many of them. You're buried in hot dogs. You try and scream for help, but a hot dog bun whizzes out of nowhere and right into your mouth. You cry. Well, it's only fair. You've gobbled down dozens of dogs. Hot dogs, I hope. Now, for every bite of a hot dog you've ever taken, these critters will take a little bite out of you. I haven't eaten that many. Looks like this time you've really let yourself go to the dogs. The end. If. Yes. If I did have yes. to have a, you know, karmic encounter with all of the hot dogs that I've ever eaten, because mm -hmm. hot dogs is like a. I love a hot dog. I, I, from what I gather, you've partaken in many uh, hot dog. Hot, I would be screwed if all the hot dogs I've had in the last year decided yeah. to attack me. I'd be screwed if the last week came after me. Yeah, much hot doggery has been had. Uh, <sighs> yeah. I deserved this death, but we should, uh, yes. if you remember the 82. other... 82, thank you. Oh, not even far away from where we are. It's literally one page earlier. Oh, you back away from the dark opening. It's way too creepy in there. It smells like hot dogs. On second thought, who needs a prize? You say quickly. I'll just take a soda instead. Silently, the hot dog man scoops a can out of a cooler and takes your money. He flips over the counter and you're out of there. Didn't you get your prize? Patty asks. I decided it wasn't worth the risk. You you reply. You pop open the top of the soda can. Huh? Lloyd exclaims, peering at the can in your hand. 
I've never heard of ghoulie cola before. You read out the list of ingredients. Eye of newt, toe of frog. Swallow hard and turn to page 55. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're not so thirsty anymore. You toss the soda can into a trash barrel. Now that I've finished that soda completely, I'm not thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we better try another game. You, Patty, and Floyd walk along the row of booths. Let's see what this one is. You suggest coming to a stop in front of the computer race car game. A tiny old woman rests her parasol against the counter and grabs one of the steering wheels. These newfangled contraptions. She complains as her car falls behind. We didn't even have horseless carriages in my day. She comes in last. Big letters appear on the computer screen. You lose. You, your mouth drops open as a little tornado of blue light starts spinning over her head. The woman shrinks as the tornado grows larger soon and engulfs her completely with a light storm face. The old woman is gone. Loser forever. Eighth till you die. Turn to page 93. Whoa. You murmur. Whoa. Losing a serious business here. Then. Then Matt. <laughs> then man. <laughs> this, is, this is what it says. Then man running the booth. <laughs> then, then man running the booth smiles at you. You stare at his green skin and big, big bulging eyes. He looked like a frog. Ready for some smooth move. He croaks. Like to put the pedal to the metal. Do you have the drive to play this game? I don't know. You answer. If I lose, one of those blue tornadoes comes and gets me. <laughs> you shudder, thinking about the old woman. No way. The froggy man promises. You have my way. Well, you're not so sure. You glance at Patty and Floyd. They're depending on you to escape the carnival. And to do that, you have to keep playing games. What do you think, guys? Go for it, Patty advises. That's Patty all the way. She's up for anything. But Floyd shakes his head. Don't do it. I've played that road race game. It's very, very hard to win. Who will you listen to, Floyd or Patty? If you do what Patty suggests, 44. If you take Floyd's advice, 89. I mean, Floyd beefed us last time, but also maybe they're going to go half of one, you know. Floyd did beef us last time. We know Patty's a gamer. I don't know whether or not they're referencing that at this point. But also, the last lesson they taught us is, yeah, there are people here who are still going to try and trick you and kill you. And this guy is lying about the only mechanic I know exists in his tent. The blue tornado that whisks away old women who lose the game. <laughs> yeah it's true it's true i don't know that's that's all of the knowledge i have on the table i'm I, i'm half and half on each basically this is this is up to you i feel i mean i'm certainly drawn to 89 mm, taking floyd's advice floyd's not advice. to play that road race game yeah i want to throw him a bone one more bone just one more bone for you floyd no way Patty's bossing you into that killer game. 
Forget it. You tell her. We need a game we can win. Come on. Patty and Floyd follow you down the midway. You spot a booth decorated with blinking dollar signs. A big computer screen flashes different sayings. You bet your life. Nothing ventured. Nothing gained. Double your money. Double your fun. A little man running the game wears a derby hat and a vest with big gold money bags on it. He hops around, waving dollar bills. I'm Big Buck. Test your luck. He cries. How do you play this game? You ask. Easy. The man tells you. All you have to do is answer the question. He jerks his thumb at the computer screen that now reads, Are 1997 dollar bills worth more than 1902 dollar bills? Huh? You say? A dollar is a dollar. Floyd digs his elbow into your side. Play this game. He murmurs. Come on, you can beat this guy. Why is Floyd so certain? Find out on page 96. You gaze up at your cousin. How do you know we can win? You demand. I collect coins. Floyd explains. He bobs up, of course he does. He bobs up and down with excitement. I mean, I don't mean to brag about it, but I have quite a collection and I know that money from 1902 <laughs> is worth a lot more than modern money. You watch Big Buck stacking up the two big bundles of money. I don't know, you murmur. He looks really confident to me. You wonder if there's some kind of trick to the question. Trust me. Floyd sounds totally sure. I have all these books on money at home. Old paper money is very rare, and anything rare is valuable. Go on, bet him! Tell him that 1902 dollar bills are worth much more. You'll win! Your cousin's advice sounds good, but is he right? Will you win your next game if you think Floyd is right? Turn to page 56 if you think he's wrong. Turn to page 13. I. It really is just like, is it a trick question? And I feel like it is. It is. It is. And we have a little bit of a little bit of information on this one. In particular, we happen to know that any year is a year. And that was just a vote uh, a couple of seconds ago as he says, oh, any dollar is a dollar. Um, so I don't know how any year is a year helps us decide which way on this one, but we know something relevant. Any year is a number. If it's any, so any a year is a number, which means we're looking at the numbers, not the years, which means Floyd is wrong. That's it. I think. Uh is okay. Is yeah, so nineteen seventy wait, what is it? Nineteen seventy two? One thousand nine hundred and ninety seven dollars is more than one thousand nine hundred and two. Oh, look at that. You tell them that yeah. They don't even uh gotcha. You're right. Floyd's wrong. Floyd's wrong. Let's go to page 13. I trusted him once. Never again. And that's it. As you open your mouth to answer, something pops into your brain. <laughs> the message from the maze. <laughs> and he used the number. 1909. Uh, ni <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 1902 and 1997. You mutter. Huh. Both of those are years, but both are also numbers hey there is a catch to this money test come on kid what's your answer big buck demands 
$1,997 bills are worth more than 1,902. You declare? Um, hey, uh, um, uh. Big Buck stammers. I just beat you, Big Buck. You grin. We won. Don't forget your prize. Patty pipes up. Mm, prize. Right. Big Buck reaches under the counter and hands you a battered instant camera. <sighs> Here. Now beat it. It's not a great prize, but considering you're at the Carnival of Horrors and you know that you need this, it could be a lot worse. <laughs> Let me take your picture. You say to Patty and Floyd. They pose in front of the, the booth. The camera flashes, and a moment later, the picture slides out. But Patty and Floyd don't smile up at you from the snapshot. Instead, it's a picture of your friends screaming in terror as carnival creatures chase them. Turn to page 77. What's wrong? Patty asks. Did Floyd make a dopey face? Silently, you show them the picture. Oh, uh, it's a trick. Floyd scoffs. They probably told Big Buck to give it to you if you want. They think it'll psych you out. They're doing a good job, you think. You don't know about Patty and Floyd, but you're really spooked. The picture reminds you of a Goosebumps story you once read called Say Cheese and Die. It was also about a camera that took pictures of the future. Usually the pictures showed terrible things to come. Do you think we can keep winning games? Patty frets. How many of you won anyway? Like enough to skate Big Al? Didn't you use the rides to escape before? Floyd asks. You stare unhappily at the picture. Which choice will land your friends in trouble? You wish you had some someone to ask for advice, but the only others around are the weird carnival people. If you seek advice from the carnival people, go to 114. If you try the rides, go to 122. If you've already won three games, 127. Have we? We, we have. have won three games. We punched the, the, the dagger points together. Yes, we, that's uh, the one I forgot. Yes. The we, maze. We did the maze, and we have solved this man's riddles. Let's do it. One, twenty-seven, gamers! Ho, 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 ho. Game, game, game! Okay. Game. You announce. I'm a big winner. I've won three games, and we have a camera. You take a deep gamer breath. <sighs> it's time to challenge Big Al. All right! Patty cheers. Let's beat him! You, Patty, and Floyd go back to the tent where you met the ghoul boy in the knickers. He's still lurking in the shadow as you... Shadows. As you walk up, he darts and grabs your wrist with an icy hand. Did you get it, mister? <laughs> Demands in a whisper. His face looks even paler than you remember. Do you have the camera? Answer him on page 11. As a matter of fact, I do have the camera. You declare. You pull out that instant camera you won earlier, the one that reminded you of the Goosebumps story, Say Cheese and Die, now in stores. But I don't know if... The boy doesn't let you finish. Great, let's light up here. He beckons to a passing girl. Excuse me, miss, would you mind snapping it so I didn't be so good? Very nice The pale-faced young woman wears a long skirt and a bonnet, but she must have used instant cameras before because she points and clicks. A moment later, pictures developing in your palm. You stare at the strange photo, but you and Floyd aren't in it. Instead, it shows a boy, the boy in a the cap, shaking hands with a grinning Big Al. Patty has a horrified look on her face. Letters gleam on the signboard robot with the words, Final score, 
Besides Big Al, the score reads 53,507. Besides Patty, it reads 34. Before you can figure out what the picture means, a loud, hearty voice calls you. I understand you want to play a little game. The voice booms. Yikes. It's Big Al. Turn to page 105. The signboard robot clanks over to stand by Big Al. What are we going to do? Patty asks, gazing at the photo in terror. Simple. You answer in a low voice. We make sure Big Al doesn't play against you. Then you call the carnival manager. I'm ready for the final challenge. Fine. Big Al replies. I'll just pick the gate. Why should you? You interrupt. I think I should choose. Oh, no. <laughs> the carnival manager disagrees. According to the rules on your ticket. What ticket? You demand. I never got a ticket. No. Big Al cries, shocked. Quick, bring him a ticket, Igor. The signboard robot clicks and whirs. A ticket large enough to be a poster pops out of its top. Okay, now, according to Clause 3 of Paragraph 8, Big Al begins. You grab for the gigantic ticket. Let me Youch! The ticket flies from your hands as you dance around in agony. The edges on that ticket are sharp as razor blades. Floyd reaches to catch out, catch the fluttering cardboard. Don't! You yell. Turn to page 7. In spite of your warning, Floyd reaches out for the ticket. He grabs it and has no more hands. He grabs it and yelps in pain. You and Floyd stare at each other as you both realize the awful truth. You have both injured your video game playing hands. What rotten luck. Big Al purrs. Well, there's still one member of your team who can play, and as it says right here... He points to the ticket on the ground. I get to choose the game, and I choose Super Fiend. I'm the carnival champ. You have no choice. Patty starts playing. She tries her best at the unfamiliar game, but, well, you know the score. Big Al's booming laughter sends shivers up your spine. Ha <laughs> ha! He guffaws. If you can turn this lousy score into a win, I'll stand on my head and let everyone go. The boy in the cap steps up. Excuse me? He plucks the photograph from your pocket. Furious, you snatch it back from him. You crumple the photo in your good hand. It curls around, showing Big Al standing on his head. You drop the picture to the ground as you desperately try and think of some way to save yourself and your friends. If you argue with Big Al, turn to page 71. If something else occurs to you, turn to page 47. Uh, he's on, he's standing on his head in the photo. <gasps> oh! Oh, oh, oh. What was the score? 53,507 versus 34. 53,507? Turn that upside down. It says loser. Oh my god. Losers. Right? 53. Loses. Losers. Lo yes. Loses. And we had 34 or 43, which I don't think inverts he or eh. Yeah. But th th their score inverted is yes. we need to we need to push over the signboard man. Yes, push over the signboard man. 
All right, 47. He, oh, he loses. It's got to be what it is. So 47. As you watch the crumpled photo fall, the picture appears upside down to you. Upside down! Floyd, help me! You run to Igor, the signboard robot, and grab its ankles with Floyd's help. You haul the robot up so its feet are in the air. It's signed the score. It's now upside down. Instead of reading final score, 5350734, it reads, He loses. Ironks. What do you think you're doing? Big Al roars. You said if there was any way we could turn this score into a win, you'd let everyone go. You shout. You played Patty, a girl. Look at the sign. It says he loses. It must mean you. Picking up the photograph, you hold it under Big Al's nose. Upside down. Here you are, standing on your head. The sign says he loses. Big Al loses. The muscles in Big Al's jaws knot, and you can hear his teeth grinding. Then he opens his mouth, and he lets out a huge, bellowing scream. The world starts to turn and spin and whirl, turn, spin, and whirl onto page 78. The Carnival of Horrors whirls around you like a top gun out of control. The midway fades away as if millions of lights are blinking out. Big Al seems to be shrinking as he spins. Carnival ghosts swirl around you. They all look happy. Even in the storm of noise around you, you can hear voices cry out. Free, free, lost, free, free. Wow, free. free. Oh, thank you, Misty. So Pog. Everything. <laughs> that was a very recent trap. <laughs> Everything disappears in a blur as you whiz faster and faster. Then you land with a thump right at someone's feet. Whoa. A familiar voice exclaims. Uncle Steve helps you up. That must have been a quite wild ride to get you that dizzy. You glance around. You, Patty, and Floyd have plopped down at the dusty entrance of a plain, ordinary, rather shabby carnival. The carnival of horrors is gone forever. I want to go on whatever ride you were on. <laughs> Aunt Elle laughs. After we all get some cotton candy. But we... Cousin Floyd begins. You shush him. Shh. Cotton candy sounds great. You declare. I think we're going to enjoy this carnival. The end. Oh, yeah. Not bad. Not that much death. Not that much death at all. Not that much death at all. I mean, look. Karma. Yes. Like, yeah. I can't consider that death. That's just the circle of life. And it feasts on us all. Yes, exactly. One tiny little attack wiener at a time. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. I, I have to say, like, I think... Sure, the puzzles aren't overly complex in any of these, and sure. they never will be. But these, I think, are the most, like, novel and fun ones. Like, yeah. like they directly evoke their actual answers. And yes. also... I, I was even on that previous screen looking at the things and like, oh, can I invert these? No, because it comes E-H. That doesn't mean anything. All right, well, shucks. <laughs> it actually created the perfect ludic moment of, do I realize a thing? Yeah. I do! It's very neat. I, I really, I enjoyed this one like a lot. I think also like yep. having a little bit of familiarity with it and just like, it's also just yes. a fun setting. A th like a, a theme park is just always going to be a fun setting. 
It's just the yep. law. Uh, it, it was also like a lot more cohesive than the last tour oh, through this exact sure. setting. Like <laughs> we went to sorry, not not even rides. We went to games and then to a detour to learn a little bit more about the story. Then back to the midway games, a little detour from there. Like th there was a central thing on the carnival that was holding everything together, and those were the midway games, which is kind of what the first one was a little bit lacking. But I do wonder if it would not have been lacking that if we went to the midway. And, you know, who knows? It's very true. We but, may have even recognized some of the... Ex oh, yeah. no. Because canonically, it's the same character, right? So they would have recognized them as well. Yeah, true, 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 true. Because it did recognize other things. Like, it was, mm. we recognized other things canonically. So I, I would assume if something was uh, just, you know, a repeat, we I... would have said so. I'm going to be, like, querying until return to page, return to the Har uh, Carnival of Horrors, <laughs> uh, whether or not the other line will have Frank and Stone. Could be, could be. But, the revival thereof. But, uh, alas, that's, uh, I mean, you got anything you want to say before we wrap up here? Not at all. I guess just uh, the re-mention that a couple of the books we are looking for, I guess, just a, just a few, the most, the, the ones coming up closest, uh, number 35, 36, and 38, Hocus Pocus Horror, Ship of Ghouls, and Into the Twister of Terror are three that we're going to need, not like immediately, but pretty soon-ish, so if you have access to them, you know where to find them, you want to help research where to get them, or if you have, you know, the ability to scan them and send them or something, so we can do, you know, more episodes, that'd be fantastic. We have access to quite a few others, but like the format is going to be shaken up on our end, so hopefully uh, that won't um, ruin the flow state too much because we have like really nice, easy, clickable PDF forms of everything up to this point, uh, and then it gets into a little bit more abstract scans. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what we can do there. Hopefully, we can find a way to make it clean enough, though. Uh, but that's just I, mean, like, I guess actually, a heads up. I, I, I hate to say a, a lie earlier if I have nothing to, to query in this point in time. If anyone is familiar with an exceptionally good, well-navigatable app for reading PDFs that might allow us to very easily jump to the kinds of pages that we need that's like very user-focused, a recommendation on that would also be really, really appreciated because like the PDF readers that are built into browsers uh, <clears throat> kind of suck. It's true. They're not. They're not great. They're not great. I will say that a lot of the ones we're gonna get are like, or that we have coming up are just like literal physical scans of book pages too. So that's even gonna be extra tricky. But who knows? There might be Ooh. apps that convert those into, you know, into uh, technology these days. You know, hey, maybe we got one good mm -hmm. thing going for us. Maybe we can We've do come a long way that. since the self-detecting speaking spell. Exactly. <laughs> sorry, self. Sorry, self-destruct. It said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, but alas, that is that's going to do it here for Turn to Page. Make sure if you are listening on something that can review the podcast, if you would leave a review, that'd be fantastic. If you're watching it on YouTube or listening on YouTube, to make sure to go back and hit like the like button, et cetera, et cetera. Share it around where you can, where it feels relevant, where you think people would enjoy it. If you have somebody who, you know, hey, you think maybe they'd like a little bit of some nostalgic goose bumpery in their life, to listen to on a you know a drive to uh, to work or something like that, uh, go send it their way, uh, and 
uh, indoctrinate more. We shall collect them all. They're ours now. Your friend is our friend. <laughs> but alas. And we're not inviting you when we hang out. <laughs> no, no, don't say that part. No, we wouldn't. We don't would say, never. Don't say the quiet part out loud. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this has been uh, Return to the Carnival of Horrors. I had a lovely time, but that is going to do it. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Adios.